Okay, this is Paul Berger, a volunteer broadcaster for KVMR. I'm here with Congressman Adam Schiff from the Burbank area in Southern California. Congressman Schiff is seeking the nomination of the Democratic Party to replace Senator Dianne Feinstein in next year's election. We are talking here just after Adam's appearance in Grass Valley at the Center for the Arts. Good evening, Congressman Schiff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So tell us first why you chose to come speak here in our small but beautiful county. I think uh, it's very important that uh, the people here in Nevada County understand that I intend to be just as vigorous a champion for the interests uh, of people living here and in other rural parts of the state and the far north as well as the far south and the middle of our state. Everyone is entitled to good, aggressive, effective representation. And I want to make sure that I come here, I have an opportunity to meet people, uh, that I learn about the challenges facing uh, people with broadband access, with fire and resilience, uh, with um, health care and hospital access, with a shortage of uh, health care providers and physicians. Uh, you really can't be an effective represent representative unless you actually uh, get to meet the people and understand the issues. And that's why I wanted to be here. Well, last week was quite an historic uh, news week in Washington, D.C. A former president has been indicted and arraigned on charges of trying to overturn a free and fair presidential election, essentially interfering with the peaceful transfer of power and depriving millions of voters of the right to have their votes counted. You were on the January 6th committee that brought riveting testimony on this subject to a nationwide audience. Many commentators have observed that the indictment closely tracks the work of the committee. As a former prosecutor, what was your reaction when you read the indictment, and were there any surprises? Uh, my reaction was that clearly the Justice Department was watching along with the rest of the country when we held those hearings, uh, when the country heard testimony largely of Republican uh, elected officials, Republican appointees of Donald Trump, uh, about the challenges uh, facing our democracy, about the effort to overturn the election, uh, and, and it did very closely track our work. Um, you know, I also uh, felt that, uh, that the special counsel um, made very conservative charging decisions. Uh, he didn't charge all of the offenses that we had referred to his office, uh, but I think that he, he acted prudently uh, going with the strongest uh, case, uh, and I think it, it shows his professionalism. Okay. Congressman, it appears that the divisions between the two parties have become so deep and so toxic that a lot of people are despairing about the federal government doing anything significant with bipartisan support. Some believe that Speaker McCarthy is beholden to a small group of extreme right-wing Congress members and is fearful of crossing them, lest they oust him as Speaker. With urgent issues like climate change and the war in Ukraine in need of addressing what is your outlook on the possibility of achieving a consensus among Democrats and perhaps more moderate Republicans to get things done in Washington? You know, we showed with the debt ceiling, when we were able to raise the debt ceiling and avoid a default, that it is possible, even in these highly polarized times, for the parties to get together and to get to yes on important things. Um, I am concerned with the degree to which Kevin McCarthy is beholden to the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boeberts and the Paul Gosars and the other extreme members of his conference. Um, but, you know, for example, you mentioned Ukraine. Ukraine aid, which I strongly support, uh, has remained very bipartisan, very robust. Uh, so there are some good things getting done. 
Um, but I do fear that we could see a government shutdown uh, because, again, some of those extreme members of the Republican conference uh, may want to shut down the government just to shut it down and try to increase their leverage to get things that they can't get because they don't have the votes otherwise. Uh, but it's important for people to know that even when it's not that visible, there is still a lot of bipartisan work that is done. Um, I, for example, was able to get a light rail system built in a bipartisan way. I was able to get uh, funding to build an early earthquake warning system for the whole West Coast. That was bipartisan uh, legislation I authored to bring up-to-date textbooks to schools and establish a patient bill of rights and to bring millions back to California. All of these things have been bipartisan, uh, so it can be done. Uh, I certainly intend to continue working with people of diverse viewpoints in the U.S. Senate to get things done for California. Are you expecting a government shutdown in September? And if so, do you, does the Democratic caucus have contingency plans if, if that happens? I, I'm afraid that the uh, extreme members of McCarthy's conference may want to shut down and they may be able to bring one about because um, they, they have a four-seat majority, uh, which means McCarthy needs every single vote he can get to remain speaker. He dealt away a lot of the powers of that office in order to get the job to begin with. So I am deeply concerned about it because McCarthy made a deal with Joe Biden uh, as to what the budget levels would be. And now they are reneging on that. And that could lead us into a catastrophic shutdown. Hmm. So you're running to uh, replace Senator Feinstein when her term is up in 2024. The senator is 89 years old. Recently, she's looking frail and may be struggling to perform her duties. Many politicians and even some prominent Democrats have called on Senator Feinstein to step aside now so that Governor Newsom can appoint a younger, more active person to fill out the rest of her term. What is your view on this issue? Uh, I continue to work with Senator Feinstein and with her office on expanding open space, on bringing back millions to fight homelessness and help build shelter, um, millions to address uh, mental health issues and opioid addiction. So uh, I still have a very productive relationship with the senator and her office. Uh, she has announced she's not going to run again, so next year is going to be the end of her term. Um, and, you know, I think from the point of view of being able to appoint judges, uh, the only way judges are going to be appointed is if she remains uh, and on the Judiciary Committee and able to vote for judges, which she's been doing. So I think she's decided to finish her term, um, but I hope, knock on wood, to be able to uh, pick up um, uh, the reins uh, after uh, the election in no next November. Uh, and I would be proud to carry on some of the very important work that she's done uh, in these areas. So here in Nevada County, among the top concerns is uh, wildfire pre prevention and protection. There have already been several deadly wildfires in the past few years, which have affected us deeply. I am sure there's federal money available to address these concerns. What steps are being taken in Congress to get more funding for wildfire protection into the hands of the right people? This has been a priority of mine ever since I got to Congress for a number of reasons, uh, in part because... Between college and law school, I was a seasonal U.S. Forestry uh, Service firefighter, U.S. Forest Service firefighter, and I understand just how devastating these fires can be and how difficult they are to fight and how much uh, it's important that we stop them before they get started, uh, that we bring underground some of these electrical transmissions, that we have circuit breakers to avoid fire. Um, and there is going to be a lot of money going out 
for forest resilience. Uh, and I want to make sure that that money comes to California. I want to make sure that money comes to Nevada County uh, and the other counties in the northern part of California because we have desperate need here. And you know, one thing I'm committed to doing in the U.S. Senate is making sure I'm fighting uh, like the Dickens to bring that money back here to California, back to Nevada County, back to the places that need it. Uh, and then, of course, at the broadest level, we have to address climate change. So uh, just as a final question, um, you, you, you're in the early stages of your campaign. You've been going around talking to people. Um, what do you find that people are most concerned about? Well, first of all, it, it was a thrill to be here tonight. We had a, a sold-out crowd of four or 500 people. Um, and what I'm finding people are most concerned with is um, the difficulty in uh, making enough money to get by, uh, to pay for their rent or their mortgage, to pay for their health care, uh, to buy groceries. Um, people are working, but the problem is they're not making enough to get by. Uh, and that is at the root of some of our homelessness and other challenges. Uh, it's also, I think, at the root of some of the challenges to our democracy. When the economy isn't working well enough for people, they start to ent entertain uh, a demagogue who comes along promising to fix things. Uh, so I think these economic issues, uh, you know, uh, one of the acute issues here is the extraordinary cost of insurance uh, to insure your home and, and the difficulty for people to even buy insurance or find insurance with insurers no longer writing policies in California. I'm working on legislation to create a federal backstop, a federal reinsurance program to help bring down the costs of insurance so people can afford to insure their property. Mm -hmm. um, I also am working on uh, more financial support for rural health care uh, so that we can have broader access to health care in rural areas and to fight to bring back money that's been allocated in the Inflation Reduction Act for broadband and in, in the infrastructure bill for broadband so we can bring that to Nevada County. So um, if you're elected senator, of course, you'll be coming in as a freshman. And Senator Feinstein has quite a bit of seniority. Is this going to create a difficulty for you in re representing the largest state in the union? Uh, no, you know, I think I'm well situated to make the transition because I'm fairly senior in the House. I've chaired committees in the House. Uh, I've taken on some of the most important leadership responsibilities in the House. So I won't begin as a normal freshman. I think I, I will have the ability to use the platform I already have to really fight for California, uh, to fight for resources for our state, uh, to fight to, to provide the California dream uh, to another generation of Californians. And so I'm ready to hit the ground running. Adam Schiff, thank you very much for speaking with us here at KVMR Community Radio. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me.